Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out, embrace your uniqueness, and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be. Hi, y'all. It's Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose. I pray you are having a wonderful evening. I want to just come to you with a topic that is um, dear to my heart. And the Lord was just dealing with me this evening. And I was just spending some time in my word. And as most times, I kind of think that I'm reading or maybe just studying something for me. And um, I decided to do like a little late run and... The Holy Spirit just really started speaking to me. And I just kind of want to share some things with you. And so I want to kick it off with a prayer. Um, And if you're listening to me, I am one of the co-founders, Latrice Bartley, my mom, Faye McToss, the other co-founder. And I welcome you to my podcast. And so this is going to be a little smorgasbord, but I guess if I could... um, title this episode anything I would maybe go title it with the place of transition or um I would title it he's giving you everything and and I'll explain it in a little bit but let's just start out with a prayer Lord I thank you for those that are listening right now to my voice and my prayer God is that they will not hear me but they will hear you Lord I ask you to take this word and that you would minister it in however you choose and that you oh God know every person that is tuning in and even those that may tune in years from now God but your word, oh God, covers all times, all decades, all seasons. God, I thank you, oh God, for your word is our strength. It is our joy. It is a place of refuge. Your word, oh God, is lively. It's timeless. God, I thank you that your word is an anchor. I thank you that your word, oh God, is it is a lamp unto our feet. And so I'm asking that through this message, you would just illuminate, that you would speak to those that are listening, that you would cause them to hear and see you in a different way. And I give you all the praise and the glory. We thank you for your anointing. God, we give you all the praise and the glory. Amen. And so I want to just jump right in. Um, A lot of times, and I say this often, that when I'm um, when the Lord gave me this podcast, it wasn't because, you know, I want to hear myself talk <laughs> or because I love talking. I do love speaking. Um, but I just remember specifically him telling me to start a podcast. And I remember even thinking, like, how do I start a podcast? What am I going to do with a podcast? But again, just another one of those areas in my life that it was a faith walk. But I remember one of the reasons that he did tell me to start a podcast is he said, I want this to be a place of transparency. Um, And so a lot of times you have where, you know, maybe whether you're starting a business or whatever the situation may be, that you have people that they come back and they talk from, you know, maybe once they've made it um, and kind of just give that you know, how did they get to those steps or whatever. But I wanted to just as I'm 
walking this life of faith and um, starting businesses and being a mom and just just a faith walk that my family is walking through daily. I want it to be transparent because you just never know who's watching and who's listening. And I want to encourage whether it's a mom, a wife or a single person, whomever it is that whatever God is giving you to do to just do it. Um, there's never a convenient time. There's never um, a time that everything is going to just align or it's the perfect situation or, oh, you know, all your children are out and now you have nothing to do. And so let's do what God tells you. That's normally <laughs> just not how it happens. And so I started to just be transparent for where I am. And so a lot of times I say on various episodes that, even though I'm encouraging you, I'm encouraging myself. Um, I'm either sharing with you where I am, where I've been, um, or sometimes the Lord will give me something. And then after I share it, it's like, yeah, now you're getting ready to walk through that yourself, you know. But I wanted to just encourage you because I am in a place where um, it's kind of what I would call a trans. A, tra- a place of transition. Um, I know that God is doing some things in me. I know he's doing some things in my family. And we're just in a position of faith. And that's how I would summarize it. We're standing um, from a stance of victory, but we're just seeking God's face. And I say this often, but my there's some things that I'm constantly saying to God um, when I'm praying and when I'm giving him thanks. And one of those things I always start out by just saying, God, I'm desperate for you. Um, and I, I stay desperate for him, y'all. I There's not a day that it's like, oh, I had enough. You know, I, I can make it to Thursday. I can take a break. But I let him know I need you every minute of the day. Um, there are days I will be very honest with you. I sometimes will even run to the bathroom and I just have to just just be in a bathroom. I know that might be TMI, but I'm just being honest. And I'm just in there and I'm like, God, for these just a minute. I just need you to know I need you for these next couple of hours at my job. I need you to show me. I need you to direct me. I need you to give me peace. You know, I need you to bridle my tongue. I need you to do. I'm constantly letting him know I need you. Um, I stay in a desperate place because I recognize my inferiority. I recognize my um, just honestly, y'all, my human place. And I don't want to react or act out of emotions or feelings or but I'm constantly like God I'm acknowledging you so that you can direct my path and so that's one of my prayers I'm always telling him I'm desperate for him but lately I've been letting him know my eyes are on you um I think about Jehoshaphat and the battle that he faced and it was a battle that was just too great for him and he just said Lord you know he began First of all, he began to worship and praise, but then he began to remind God of some things, you know, and this is your battle and this is your land. But then he said, you know, my eyes are on you. He let him know that if you don't do this, it won't get done. And y'all, that's where I live. I let God know that if you don't do this, it won't get done. If you don't be the mother that that I and be the mother through me, I won't be the right mother. I If you don't show me how to be the wife, I'll be a total agitation to my husband. If you you don't show me how to be a manager. Like I let him know that this battle of life is too much for me and my eyes are on him. And so I share that because 
that's just daily where I am, y'all. That is a daily cry. And I just worship him. But then I think about, you know, I go into my Psalms and I, I just let them know that there's a continual praise, you know, that my mouth will continually bless him. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul will make a boast in him. I will rejoice in him and be glad. I let him know that he's my refuge and a strong tower. I know that I can run in him and be I'm in him. I'm safe. And, and so I say, I like to say, because in this place of transition, there's some things that I'm just letting him know that my eyes are on him. And so it's funny because in this place of transition, I don't even have enough time to tell you how God has done so many things in my life. But one of the things that he has uniquely done that I wanted to just kind of share something I was reading today and tie it all in is it amazes me how God will put the right people at just the right time in the right place that you need, you know, for the season. And I want you to kind of get where I want to give you a little story before I get into the the um what God has given me because in this place, you know, sometimes when God is doing some things and he has you in a transition and you're just really you know, like I said, for me, I can only speak for me where my eye is on him. And I'm just like, God, I don't know what you do. And the only way I can describe it is a foggy place, you know, but it's like, even though it's foggy, I don't know. You, if you think about it naturally, if you've ever, you know, maybe got ready to go to work and you went out and it's just foggy. And you know, those days it, you have to drive slow. You don't drive through fog the same way you do on a regular day because you can't see. And so you, you know, you kind of see the lights of the other cars you might put on your brights. But even then, there's just a, a by habit, there's a, a pace that you drive because there's a cautiousness you have to go because you can't see. And so, but then after a while, it gets clearer or maybe as you get, you know, maybe 20 minutes up the road, it's almost like the clouds begin to part and you're able to see. And that's where I am. But that fogginess is just a way of keeping me dependent upon him, you know, and so even though, you know, fogginess, you you have to be a little cautious, careful, you don't want to hit something, but you're you're going at a certain pace and I feel like right now that's where I am I'm, I'm living in a foggy place but y'all is such a sweet place even though I can't see my I'm so I'm just so strengthened I'm so joyful because my dependency is on him I'm at a if I could say I'm moving cautiously and my I let him know every day okay God I, I can't see so I'm dependent on you to illuminate my path I'm dependent on you to tell me where to turn I'm depending on you to show me how to pray I'm depending on you to open the door that I need to walk through and so I say I like to say that sometimes he uses people right he he uses and he puts people in your place and I'm so blessed to have to be surrounded by such strong women. Um, I will be very honest. I am a very strong woman. <laughs> My husband will tell you I am very strong willed, but I am a strong woman. Um, I am naturally a go getter. I, you know, I'm focused. And so I don't I'm just being honest. I'm, you know, 
I don't do well with weak. I, I mean, I can I can kind of deal with anyone, but I'm just being honest that I normally am surrounded by strong women. Um, and so those that are in my circle that are close to me, they are very strong. And but one of the things that's such a blessing is they're such wise women. Um, my cousins and my mom, my godmother, my aunt Kim. I mean, just, I just I'm I have smart. Um, strong women, my best friend, you know, I'm just surrounded by such wisdom and it's such a blessing. And so it's funny because this message actually came about um, as a result of me, as I was reading something today, the Lord brought back a conversation that I literally just had with my godmother and just something she said, I literally could hear over, over and over in my head today. And I want to share it with you. And so um, my godmother lives in Texas. And so we talk a lot through text. But this particular day, she called me because we hadn't really talked. We almost talk every day through text. But this particular day, we we hadn't talked in a couple of days. So she just called. And in other words, just to kind of hear my voice. And so we were just sharing with each other. But the fast forward to the conversation, I remember just getting to a point where I just was kind of letting some things out. And I was just telling her um, she kind of knows that place that I'm in. And I was just sharing some things with her. And I said, you know, God, mommy, it feels like this and it feels like this. And I was just being very honest. But I specifically remember saying to her, you know, I sometimes wonder, do God understand what he's requiring of me? And so let me. Let me say some things to you, because when you're in a place that God is sometimes when you've been chosen to be chosen is such an honored place in God. But y'all, it requires something, you know, I think about um, and I'm gonna just be very transparent here. You know, you have people that's like, oh, I want to be a pastor. Oh, I want to be this and oh, I want to be that. And I don't understand that. <laughs> Because I'm I'm being honest, you know, sometimes some of the things that God has laid before me and I'm like, I don't want to do this. You know, like, did did you choose the right one? Do you know who you chose? Do you know who you called? Like, do you know what you're asking of me? And I'm honest. And y'all, there's been some days I've cried and cried because I'm like, God, do you know what you're asking me to do? And. It, it can be a lonely place because when you have been chosen for things that God has called you to do, it requires a separation, whether it's just a separation of friends or maybe a separation of place or maybe a separation of things. It can just be something as simple as your time. You know, the Lord said, I want you to steal away with me. And so for right now, there will be no TV. There will be no going out. I need you to get off the phone. I need you to just focus focus on me. It can be something as simple as that. And that sounds like, oh, it's not a big thing until you go through it. Or maybe you do have that regular Thursday night show or that regular girlfriend that you talk to for hours or that girl's, um, you know, Friday night. But all of that you have to cut off because God says right now in this season, I want everything. And so that can be a place that you're like, whoa, you know, and so that's kind of where I'm living. And I just remember, you know, it can be a lonely place. And I've even said that to her. I said, sometimes it's just lonely, you know, because when you also are going through that 
that chosen spot or that transitional place is not something you can tell everybody. You can't call everybody and talk about because sometimes God gives you things that is only for you or he will release things that at times that he will maybe give you that one or two that you can entrust because they're praying you through. You can't just tell everybody everything because it's a sacred place between him and you. And so again, it takes it back to that lonely place. But I just remember, you know, being transparent, just having these feelings because there's so much that I'm going through. And so I I knew I could be vulnerable with her. And I was just saying that. And I remember specifically just, you know, I was going in at this point and do he understand? And da, 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 da. And I was telling her and I said, God, mom, it's like, you know, everything. Do he understand everything? And this is where I want to go. I was having this moment. I'm saying all of this. And this is what my godmother responded. And she said it several times. She cut me off and she said, do you realize that he's trying to give you everything? He's trying to give you everything. He's trying to give you everything that he has for you. And y'all is like, in that moment, I heard her. But today, which is like five days later, I heard her. It's like the Lord just kept allowing me to hear her words. He's trying to give you everything. And I wanted to talk to you because... I think sometimes we forget that y'all sometimes we get like myself in this place of you knowing that God is doing something new. He's doing something. He's stirring something up. He's birthing something in us. And that doesn't is exciting and wonderful as it is to be used by God. The reality is it's not always on. It's not always easy, nor is it always such a wonderful place. It can be a lonely place. It can be um a, a place of if i could say growth and and him really maturing us in the faith but y'all that place is also such rich soil it is such a place of blessing to be used by christ and until as I was in that moment, did today I heard her voice. He's trying to give you everything. And that's what I want to encourage you today, that maybe you're like me and you're in a place and you're saying, God, why? God, why? God, why are you doing this? And do you understand that you're taking this? And why are you separating me from this? And why do I have to walk this alone? And why do I have to go here? And my answer would be, he's trying to give you everything. Because I think back to the scripture that talks about his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And y'all, I know we quote that scripture, but literally, and it's funny, lately I have began to pray even in a different way. You know, we can get before God and say, oh God, I want this and I want that. But I began to tell the Lord lately, I said, God, I don't know that I want to ask you for anything. And I'm not trying to be deep. I'm really not. But here's where I am. I began to tell the Lord because I think y'all, I am beginning to see him in such a different way and when you realize his sovereignty and who he is and oh my god how awesome he is and how magnified he is and I don't know I just begin to like see him in light of me and I'm like I don't even know that I 
that I even need to ask you for this. I might be asking too small. I might be limiting my blessing. I might be saying, God, give me this. And you like, okay, if that's what you want, but I had this. And so it's funny in my blessing, in my prayer, I've even been saying, God, just do what you want to do. My eyes are on you. Like you bless me in a way that you see fit. And whatever that looks like, I trust you. But I just wanted to encourage you tonight because that simple conversation with my godmother just changed my life. Um, Literally, like I said, it hit me four days later. It's been four days since we've had that conversation, I believe. And all day today, I heard he's trying to give you everything. And I I thought about it. Um, I, I saw this example. I was watching um a a, a a one of my favorite um one of my favorite um she's a not a pastor but minister and I was watching her give this example and it's like right when she said it I again thought about my godmother and she had like a piece of velcro and she was pulling it apart and she was saying when God asks us to do things to separate to come away or maybe he's saying I want you to steal away with me I want you to turn off your phone now from put on do not disturb from the time you get home till the time you get up next morning there are no phone calls or I'm I'm requiring you to do no tv or maybe I'm requiring you to take this class and do whatever or I'm requiring you to put these relationships down I'm requiring you to say no or end this it's like when he requires us sometimes and when I saw that um that analogy I said whoa because she literally started pulling velcro and if you've ever had two pieces of velcro and you have to pull them you got to do some muscle sometimes because I mean it's like pulling apart and that's what it feels like sometimes it's like pulling but he's doing it to give you everything because he never requires something or takes something without y'all giving us, oh my God, double. I, I've th- I thought about as I began to think about just her words, he's trying to give you everything. I just simply thought of little things over my life. I thought about dating relationships. Oh my God. I thought about tears that I've cried at 20 and 22 and Lord, y'all understand. And I'm so in love with him and why and why and why. And it felt like like that Velcro that I was looking at her look, but oh my God, did he give me everything. I'm so glad that he gave me some of the no's and he required me to say no some things and I'm so glad that I obeyed. And that's what I want to encourage you today, y'all, that in following Jesus, it requires obedience. It requires sometimes that Velcro. It feels like that, that pull and, and you feel like he's taking everything and he's just pulling you away from everything that seems like is fun or normal or easy and you're requiring this, but y'all, he's giving you everything. And I, I thought about that. And, and so I immediately um, when I was thinking about what she said to me, it came back to me. Um, I was reading today in Matthew and the Lord instantly brought back this passage that I wanted to share with you. And it is in Matthew. Um, it is Matthew four and it's verse nine, starting at verse 19. And I want to read in the Amplified. 
And in verse 19, it says, and he said to them, this is Jesus, follow me. And in brackets, it says, as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. And I will make you fishers of men. And verse 20, immediately they left their nets and followed him, becoming his disciples, believing and trusting in him and following his example. In verse 21 and going on further from there, he noticed two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee and his brother John in the boat and with their father mending their nets and he called them to follow him as his disciples disciples verse 22 immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him in brackets again becoming his disciples believing and trusting in him and following his example now what i wanted to show you in that i thought about in this example if you can literally put yourself in the example of Peter and James, y'all, they said that it literally says that he, Jesus is walking and he looks and says, follow me. This is what he says. Follow me. And to follow me in the Amplified, it is defined as being his disciple, accepting him as is as our master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. Y'all, this is what he's saying to us. He's saying through these times of separation, through these times of transition, through being chosen, he's saying, will you follow me? Will you accept me as your master and your teacher and walk the same path? Because here's the thing we want, we all, we go to church, we hear these messages, we praise, you know, and we say, oh, I want to be just like Jesus. I want to be just like, and we talk about these blessings and, oh, he healed and the miracles, but we forget the cross. We forget that long walk that he had. We forget how he was, how he was bruised, how he was spit in the face, how his nail scarred hands, how he was pierced in his side. And y'all, he, he's not even requiring that of us, but just some of the things that we have to go through we like whoa 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 you know but he said will you follow me can I be your master can I be your teacher but y'all he never asked us to do anything that never will that it will not benefit us but here's where I want to take you in that moment they didn't have time to say oh hold on let me go see let me go say some goodbyes I'm gonna meet you it said immediately they left their nets and followed him. When he went down to James, the same thing. Verse 22, immediately they left the boat and their father and their father, y'all, and followed him, becoming his disciples, which meant believing and trusting in him and following his example. And so as I sit in this place of transition and as I sit, just, you know, trusting my God and letting him know that my eyes are on you. Y'all, I'm so encouraged because I choose to be a disciple. I choose to follow Jesus. I choose to say, yes, God, like that Velcro, it hurts. I don't understand. It requires a sacrifice, but I I will follow you. And y'all, it's an immediately thing. I think about, I mean, in this second passage it said he left his father 
you know he didn't get to go tell his mama goodbye it said immediately and y'all sometimes when God is calling you and when he's calling me and when he's he's put a calling on your life or you're chosen it's an immediately y'all you don't get to say I'll come when I want oh I'll do that later actually I wanted to do a little bit more traveling with my husband and then I'll come do ministry but you must like like listen like Peter and and they, they immediately They had to leave. And I just began to say, oh, my God. But again, I hear my God's mother's words. He wants to give you everything. Y'all. And so even though I'm sure those moments, I can only imagine, you know, you in the boat with your daddy, you know, this is your business. And then it's like, bye, daddy. But it was something about Jesus that I believe that they were compelled to follow him. And it's the same thing with me. I don't understand the place that I'm in. I would be allowed to say I fully understand. There's things that God has shown me that it blows my mind. But y'all, I so, I'm so confident because like I believe Peter and, and like I believe James, I believe it was something about that Jesus. And I know that there's something about that Jesus, that the same Jesus of Abraham. Y'all, I think about Abraham when when he said, I want you to go to an unknown place, a foreign place. He had to live as a foreigner. But then he told him, he said, if you can count the stars, he said, that's how many descendants you will have. Y'all, Abraham didn't understand, but he he went. And then I think about, you know, he's 99 and he said, Lord, who you, you're saying? that you're going to bless me, but you know, who's going to inherit? I mean, is it going to be my, my, my servant? Because I don't even have a child. And the Lord said, I'm going to give you a child. And he like, you're going to give me a child at 99. But the Lord said, you will have a son. And then after he give him the son, he said, now I want you to go up and sacrifice him. Y'all, but think about Abraham. Abraham obeyed. None of it made sense. He told him to go to this foreign place, take your wife. He going to this, I mean, unknown place. He got to live there as a foreigner, not knowing that will become a land of here. I mean, everything that God required of him. But as Abraham obeyed, each step made no more sense, but he was giving him everything everywhere he went. Little did he know that as he obeyed in that foreign land and he sat there and as he did the things that he would give him his son. Then when he gave him his son and then he's requiring him to sacrifice his son and that that didn't make sense. But he's about to give him everything because then when he get his son up there, he said, oh, I just wanted this. I wanted to feel your love. But there's the ram in the bush. And now my covenant is going to be established through your son. Y'all, it's like each time, but he was giving him everything. And so I want to encourage you that we have to be like James and we have to be like Peter. Y'all, it did. It, I'm sure it didn't make sense to them. It didn't make sense, but it said immediately they followed him. And then I was, I, I, um, went to, and I wanted to encourage you with this. And it's in Ephesians three. And it's a scripture we know. So all, we all know well, but again, I want to read it. I will read it first in the New Living Translation, but then I want to read it in the Amplified. The New Living Translation is Ephesians 3 and 20. 
It says now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now, let me say this. Like I said, I'm I'm a I'm pretty much a go-getter. You know, those that know me, they know I, I'm very focused when I put my mind to something. I'm going to do it. I you know, I don't shoot low, I shoot high. So when you say that you can accomplish infinitely more than I can even ask or think y'all I can think up some stuff and it said he can do more but then I want to read it in the amplified the amplified says now to him who is able to carry out his purpose his purpose y'all and do super abundantly okay do you know what the definition of abundantly is y'all it said that he said he can do super abundantly, like right there. I mean, what is super abundantly? I'm just saying, but this is the type of God that we're talking about. It says that he can do super abundantly than we can even ask or think. And when you look up abundantly, it says well supplied with something abounding, richly supplied as with resources. But it said that he can do super abundantly more than we more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. Let me say that again. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is in that is at work within us. Yo, but here's the thing is according to his power. So he, he's got to be working in us. And so when you read something like that, y'all, I want to encourage you to just immediately follow him. I want to encourage you like Peter and James to just walk after if he's requiring you to pull like that I think about that velcro analogy maybe the place that he's called you like me it, it doesn't feel so great it might feel lonely you might say oh my god you mean at this point in time I take this trip every year I do this with my family all the time and you're telling me for the next couple of months I'm still away and I'm to take no trips and I've got to do this because he's trying to give you everything y'all he's setting you up God is always doing more than one thing and it says that he's the one that's going to carry out his purpose but a lot of times we have to work with, listen we have to work with him and I thought about literally the analogy um and I could relate to this so well because I have given my husband several surprise parties and I love throwing parties like I love entertaining me and my husband love entertaining people and I love surprising my husband like I have gotten him I always throw the best surprise parties for him and as much as I throw surprise parties you would think at this point he would almost like know when something is about to happen but he doesn't I get him every time and so anyway but if you've ever thrown a surprise party, this last one, 
was like that because when I did his kingdom party, it was a surprise party. And so he thought we were doing something for one of my close friend's daughter. And I remember just trying to get him to to the party to be blessed, y'all. Like he was dragging. He was tired. He was like, you know, oh, I'm thinking, you know, you going to say, why don't you go ahead and sleep? I'm just like, y'all, I'm like in the room trying to drop stuff, like cutting on lights, putting on makeup so loud, music. going. It's like you trying to get this man out the house to bless him. And he don't want to come get the blessing. And it's like, oh, my God, you have no idea what is in store for you. Can you get up? And then even when he get up, he drag. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I felt like and I could relate to that analogy that was given because I think sometimes that's how God feels. He's like. You have no idea what I've prepared for you. I have chosen you. Yes, I'm requiring you to get in your word. Yes, I'm telling you to cut off the phone. Yes, I'm telling you, you might have to move. Yes, I'm telling you that you might have to separate from these friendships. Or I'm telling you that this relationship is not for you. I'm telling you, yes, after five whole years, you're going to have to let this person know we have to separate. Yes, I'm telling you that you're going to put in your resignation and take this job that you're trying to figure out but I've built this and I'm promised this and this job it doesn't make sense but he was like get to the party get to the party and meet because there is something waiting that is going to blow your mind and y'all when my husband got to that party if you would have seen his face like his face was priceless I remember him just looking at me like what is this like I mean he was just so thrown like you know it was like yes but I think that think about how many parties that God has planned that no one showed up, no one came. And so it was just it never happened. How many things has he prepared that has never been fulfilled because we just wouldn't show up? We felt like the sacrifice was too great or, you know, surely you couldn't be asking me to do this or I can't give up this relationship only to, you know, stay in something and settle. Y'all, he never requires you to do anything without him trying to give you something. And so I just wanted to encourage you as I'm at that place as well. I was so encouraged today because I could hear my godmother's voice. He's trying to give you everything. And I just wanted to encourage you today. Y'all, maybe you're like me and you're you're saying, Lord, what in the world are you doing? But I want to encourage you like I am. I'm telling God my eyes are on you. I remind him daily that I gave him an eternal yes. And I meant that. And that yes sometimes means that there are going to be sacrifices. There are going to be lonely places. There are going to be things that you don't understand. But my dependency is on him. I'm desperate for him. I trust him like Jehoshaphat. My eyes are on him, y'all. I recognize that this battle is too big for me, but I know that he is going to work it out. I feel like Abraham, I'm empowered by faith because I know that if he has required me to do this, that he would not he wouldn't take me through this and not bring me through. And so I, I'm just, I'm in expectancy, y'all. I'm excited 
excited. It doesn't mean that there's days that tears doesn't drip, but I wipe them off. And I think about what my God mama said. He's trying to give me everything. And so sometimes what that looked like is not what we look, you know, what we expect. But then I want to encourage you with this last scripture that the Lord was just showing me. And this scripture, I understood very well. And it's Matthew 16, 24 through 26. And I want to read it um, in the Amplified again. But it's funny because I want to read the title. Um, When you go to Matthew 16 and you start at verse 24, the title is Discipleship is Costly. That's the title in the Amplified. And y'all, it is. And it says in verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Y'all, that's a lot right there. But I want to just take a minute. I want to encourage you. Yes, following Jesus is the best thing you could ever do. But just like this title says in the Amplified, discipleship is costly. It's not easy, y'all. It is the best decision you could ever make, like Peter and James, to follow, to leave everything, to drop your net, to leave your father, to leave your mother, to leave your friend, to leave that relationship, to leave that job, to walk out from what's familiar to that unfamiliar place. But y'all, Jesus said, you to be my disciple You must deny yourself. You have to set aside selfish interest. There's going to be some things that you're going to have to give up. You're going to have to endure some things, but to follow him. Oh my God. Let's go down. He says in verse 25, for whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it. That is life with me for all eternity. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, wealth, fame, and success, but forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Y'all, oh my goodness, I want to encourage you to follow Jesus. I want to encourage you, if you are in a place of transition, or maybe you're in a place that you feel like God is calling you to some things, or he's calling you to do something, or he's chosen you, or chosen your family, or chosen your husband, or chosen your children, and maybe that involves you, and it's a foggy place, I want to encourage you that he's trying to give you everything. It might not feel like it. It might feel like that. I hear you, Latrice, but the cost seems very high. It, it, it seems like the price that I'm paying is, is costly. It seems like sacrifice after sacrifice. It feels like tears after tears. It feels like that Velcro. It feels like I'm alone. It feels like I'm having to leave everything I know. I understand, but I would still say to you, come to the party. He's trying to give you everything. Y'all, I believe that there's a blessing that is on the other side of that. And anytime you follow Jesus, anytime that you 
take up your cross and you give your life for him, you will never regret it. And so I pray that something I said encourage you. I just wanted to share that to you. Y'all, he's trying to give you everything. So listen, if you're at that place of transition, just smile. Even when those tears come, just know that I'm just say to yourself, I'm going to my party. And listen, you might feel like this season, when is the party coming? Because it's been about three years. Am I going to get to the party? Just trust them. Sometimes it's, it's literally giving an all knowing God an unknown, you know, an unknown situation to an all knowing God. And so I just want to encourage you, y'all. He's trying to give you everything. Answer, answer and say yes. Say yes to the sacrifice. Say yes to the loneliness. Say yes to what you don't understand. Because guess what? He purposed that just for you. Before you were in your mother's womb, he knew this day. He saw this moment. He planned this party and he's got everything waiting for you. And you don't even know what all he's working and how he's maturing you and how that situation is building some endurance and is taking off some things and how he's cleansing you of some things and how he's, I think about even in Joshua when they were getting ready to cross over and, and Joshua told him, he said to, to sanctify yourselves to just for your blessing. Think about it. There was a sanctification. You would think I got to get sanctified to get my blessing. But he said there's even a posture to receive your blessing. And so you don't even know how what he's got around the corner for you, what he has at that party that he says, I need to purify you. I need to get some things ready. I need you to even get in a state for the way I'm about to bless you for the way I'm about to use you. So I want to encourage you today, y'all show up. Follow him, trust him, trust him. He never disappoints. And I'm even talking to myself. I'm choosing to keep my eyes on him because I know that he has nothing but my best good. He is working everything out for our good. Be blessed. Remember, he's trying to give you everything. Bye. Remember, this is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, reminding you that you were created for such a time as this.